changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and it's Friend Friday, and today I am so excited to introduce you to Melissa Wooten. She is one of our most prolific writers. I think she has more than 21 stories in Chicken Soup for the Soul books. She and her husband, Joey, live near San Antonio, Texas, and Melissa used to be a nuclear medicine tech, but now she's exploring her creative side. She refinishes old furniture, she writes, she acts, she does a lot of fun things, which gives her a lot of material to write Chicken Soup for the Soul stories. She's a regular guest on San Antonio Living, which is an hour-long lifestyle show on San Antonio's NBC affiliate. And there she shares all her best DIY and decorating tips. She also talks about our books on that show, which we're quite grateful for, as we always want to get the word out when we have a new book. So, Melissa, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me. Sure. Now, let's start off by discussing how you became a Chicken Soup for the Soul contributor. I I know there's a pretty intense story about all of that. Well, nine and a half years ago, um, my daughter Kylie was coming home from work, uh, and she was in a car accident down the street from our home, and she, uh, she was killed in a car accident. And it was five days before Christmas, and she happened to be buried, or it was actually a week before Christmas, on the 18th, and she was buried um, on the 23rd, which happened to be her 17th birthday. The accident was covered pretty extensively in the San Antonio media, and there wasn't any type of sensational circumstances surrounding the accident. Um, I don't know if it was just because she died on our on our road and then she was, you know, buried on her birthday, if that's what made it interesting, but it was covered quite extensively in the San Antonio media. As I started my grief journey, I just became consumed with grief and uh, really kind of turned away from my faith and became angry with God. And there was all these things that began to happen, I guess what you could call signs. And I um, began writing about them and I, sh- I shared them on social media on Facebook. And people began to tell me, you really, you really need to share these with a, with a bigger audience. These things are incredible. They're happening. And I wrote that first story down and I sent it into Chicken Soup for the Soul. It was for Devotional Stories for Tough Times. It was about a sign we had received uh, from Kylie, what we believe from Kylie. And it was it was published. And I thought, well, that wasn't very difficult. And so I wrote three more stories about um, messages that we felt like we had received from her. And I sent those three stories in to Chicken Soup for the Soul um, to a book called Messages from Heaven, which is just, I love that book. And they were all three accepted. Now, two of them were published and the third one was, I guess, dropped at the last minute in the edit. Oh yeah, that sometimes happens. Even if we love three stories from someone, we sometimes think, well, that's too much from one person in one book. And so we don't use one story. And sometimes it will, sometimes it will appear in another book later. So that, I don't know, did we ever publish the third story in another book later? I don't even know because I don't remember what the third story was. Okay. So anyway, (laughs) you've been in a lot of our books. And I think originally, I think we were part of your grieving process and most of the stories you sent to us were about Kylie and your grieving. And then over time, you started branching out and talking about other aspects of your life, which of course makes sense because we were kind of along with you on your grieving journey. Y'all absolutely were. And I think I was helped the most because 
while I was angry um, at God and was having difficulty in my faith, to be able to see all these amazing things, because a lot of the stories I wrote were faith-based, in your faith-based books, it was undeniable. I could, I could kind of see that he was good. And so that helped me in my grief and, um, and being able to um, get back to my, to my faith and my roots of um, grief. Yeah, I can see that because it really helps when you're writing a story because it helps you to own what's happening. And it really did cause you to be hyper aware of the fact that your faith was being proven through these stories that you were sharing with Chicken Soup for the Soul readers. Right. I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this whole new career that came about, I think at least partly because of your work for Chicken Soup for the Soul. Okay, we're back with Melissa Wooten. And now we're going to talk about the miracle of love, because I happen to know that Melissa is in a wonderful romantic relationship with her husband, who is a terrific guy. And we're also going to talk about how writing for Chicken Soup for the Soul started Melissa on a whole new career. So let's do that first, Melissa. What happened? How did you get to be this television personality as a result of writing for us? Well, I wrote a story um, called Refurbished Me for Chicken Soup for the Soul from Lemons to Lemonade. And it was about how I refinished furniture and how that kind of helped me um, through my grief. And I, when I was going to do the show on San Antonio Living, they asked me to, to bring some of my pieces. And they said, let's do two segments. We'll do the interview about the book, and then we'll do a segment about um, your furniture, and you can show us what you do. And so I took my furniture in. Um, the host of San Antonio Living, Shelly Miles, she began following me on my Facebook page. And then a couple of years later, um, in between then and um, she offered me a regular segment. And in between that time, I had gone on for a couple of other books that I had been a part of, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And she invited me to come and do my own segment. I was um, a regular guest every, every month. I, I go on the show and I do a um, DIY, kind of a crafting type segment. Uh, sometimes I go on and I talk about the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. But it's been such a neat experience, something I never thought I would, I would ever in a million years be doing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool. And I love the fact that you stepped outside your comfort zone as well, because you know that's such a big theme for us. We're always saying to people, you have to do these new things, even if they're a little scary. And your husband, Joey, actually wrote his first Chicken Soup for the Soul story about just that in our Step Outside Your Comfort Zone book when you forced him to try out for a play and then he got the part. He did. Joey is such a trooper. He is just willing to do anything I ask him to do from being in a play uh, to writing a story. Um, but I knew that he could write because he'd, he's through the years has written me many sweet love stories. So I knew that he could do it, but uh, he's, yeah, he's just a trooper. He's a great guy. Yeah, he, he is. And I enjoyed having him on the podcast a few months ago. So he appeared in, our latest book, along with you, um, and that book is Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Miracle of Love. And his story was about how he really fell in love with you in high school, but he said you wouldn't give him the time of day all through high school. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, I thought Joey was a nice guy. Joey was actually the popular guy in school. He was the star football player and the prom king and voted most friendly, which we talk about and uh, he talks about in his story. But um, I, I had moved here from San Antonio, and uh, to, it's a very small town that we live in. And um, I was just 
kind of busy just uh, trying to find my way in this new school. So, uh, yeah, that's, he, he's not quite sure why I wasn't interested. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you guys ended up together a couple of years after he graduated from high school because we're, we're very happy to have you as a couple. And then you wrote such a good story for The Miracle of Love um, about somebody who was really quite obnoxious. Do you want to share that story? This was um, a year ago. We went to a luxury car dealership in San Antonio, and I was going to buy a luxury SUV. And while we were, we had filled out, we spent three hours there and filled out all the paperwork and everything. And, and while that was all being processed, the, the salesman offered to take us on a tour, and he was showing us the service department. And there was a massage place where you could get a massage while you're waiting for your cart, the oil to be changed. And um, there was a, like a real nice coffee bar. And so I said, well, I'll get a drink while y'all are talking. And um, as I was there to get a drink, I wear a small diamond pendant that my husband gave me when we were 19 years old. And it's, it's a small little diamond. And the woman commented on it and said, well, that's a cute diamond. But her tone, it just sounded like something was off. And I instinctively reached up to grab it. And I said, well, thank you. And explained to her how long I'd had it. And she said, well, at least your husband did a good job on your wedding ring, which my husband, I had a, a, a much larger diamond on my um on my, on my wedding ring that my husband had, had given me for our 20th anniversary. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this woman is being condescending. <laughs> She's not being very nice. And um, I, I ended up leaving, leaving the dealership without the car. I told my husband, I got my husband, I said, let's go. Um, we left, and he was, my husband was apologetic and said, well, I'll take you to another dealership, and we get that same model somewhere else. And I said, yeah, you know, I don't worry about it. And we ended up going and getting a Chevy. And, and I said, you know, they're dependable. Um, we've had them in the past. They're long lasting. And it's just like our love. And so I that's what that's we ended great. up with. That is, yeah. that is so great. I would have done the exact same thing. You were so right to do that. That woman was so out of line. That, that is just ridiculous. It really is. I always buy American cars myself. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wanted to talk to you. One final topic, which is the power of storytelling. So I'm doing a panel. I'm going to be speaking at this really cool event in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, the first weekend in August. It's called um, Nubo Evolve. And I'm going to be doing a keynote, and then I'm going to be doing a panel with some of our Iowa writers. And it's going to be about the power of storytelling and how it changes you to write your story and kind of confront your story and own your story. And I wanted to talk to you about that because I know personally, I find if I write a story about my life, it's like I'm re-experiencing that part of my life and kind of owning my history and understanding my history more. Well, I have this to say, I'm, I know I'm not the best furniture refinisher and I'm, I'm not even the best writer, although I think I can tell a decent story. But I think people tend to underestimate the difference it makes when you simply add just a little bit of you and all you do, and that, and that includes, you know, your writing. And I'm not talking about the nice and shiny, best foot forward version of yourself um, that, you know, that we, we want everybody to see. But I mean, like the real you, like the right now, where you stand today, like the good, the bad, and the ugly you. And um, authenticity <laughs> is underrated. But um, I think our stories are what connects us to one another. And I know that like every person listening today has a story to share. And I know that there is somebody out there listening that needs to hear your story. And um, 
I think that it's just the way that we connect to one another. And I know that in college you went around and you collected stories from people. And uh, so, you know, firsthand better than anyone, what the power in storytelling, the power in storytelling. That's true. I traveled around Brazil when I was 20, collecting stories from impoverished people in this drought stricken area of the Northeast of Brazil. And they loved telling their stories. And that's how I really learned about people. Although I learn about people through the Chicken Soup for the Soul stories, because I meet people like you. I mean, here I live in the Northeast. I now meet people from Texas and Florida and California and Oregon and Michigan and all over the country from all walks of life. And I meet them through their stories. And I think our readers meet each other through the stories as well. Really, you do the Twitter launch parties for the books that you do. And I've been able to meet some incredible writers, fellow writers um, that way. And so that's always been, that's always neat to be able to to connect with the other writers. Yeah, it's fun watching the friendships between our writers. We have writers in Canada and Washington State and Texas and West Virginia who are all best friends now because they've met through Twitter parties and now they email each other separately and they've created these little social clubs and they've never actually seen each other in person, but they're connected through their chicken soup for the soul stories and this shared experience of being storytellers. I just recently had the opportunity to go to um, a women's retreat and we shared a couple, we ran off copies of a couple of the stories that I, you know, have had published in Chicken Soup for the Soul. And I know that people have reached out to me um, about those stories and just said, you know, wow, this is just incredible. Thank you for sharing this. And so to be able to kind of get that kind of feedback, I mean, we don't often get that feedback, but to be able to, to get that feedback and to see that it does make a difference is, is pretty empowering. Well, Melissa, I'm so glad to have you in the Chicken Soup for the Soul family, and I thank you for joining us today. Now, I know you have a Facebook page where people can learn about your furniture refinishing business. What is that page? It's um, facebook.com slash chic ventique, C-H-I-C-V-I-N-T-I-Q-U-E. All right. And I know you go and you get like abandoned ramshackle pieces of furniture and you turn them into beautiful new artistic pieces. So it's a fun website, a fun Facebook page to go and look at. Thanks for joining us today on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Miracle of Love. And that's the book that contains one of Melissa's stories and, of course, her husband's Joey's story. Come back for our next episode when we'll be discussing the little ways that you can add special things into your daily lives because you deserve it. Melissa, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.